The Gemara says only a person with a fine eye who does chasset should be given the kibud of being mavarech on the wine of kaishal bracha. Because a person who has tsarasayin, who's stingy, you shouldn't take any benefit from him. In fact, birds have an instinct to know not to take food from a tsarasayin. And the problems of egla arufa arise because of people who are tsarayin. If a shul is only kohanim, there's nobody else in the shul, there's no levium, there's no Yisraelim, then all the kohanim come up to duchen, and the receivers of the bracha are the people in the field. However, overall, you need at least a minion of people in order to duchen. The people that are standing behind the kohanim do not get the benefit of the bracha. They must be in front of the kohanim, panem el panem, in order to receive the benefit of birchas kayanim. And even if there's a mechitza shel barzel between you and the kohanim, as long as you're in front of the kohanim, then you do receive the bracha, taflamitas. Rabbi Barav Huna says that when a Sefer Torah is open in shul, people must keep quiet and are not allowed to speak, even divrei Torah, except under special circumstances. The Rambam says this Isser doesn't begin when the Sefer Torah is open, but only when the Kriya has actually begun. The Mogin Avram, however, is Machmer, like our Gemara, because it seems to imply that speaking is Usser as soon as the Sefer Torah is opened. Rabbi Shulab ben Levi says any Kayan who hasn't washed his hands should not do Birchas Kayanim. Taisus adds that a Kayan can't rely on the Tilos Yadayim that he did in the morning. Rabbi Lezab ben Shamua explained to his Talmidim that he had a long life because he had three schusim. He did three things. Number one, he never used the shul as a kapandria. He never used the shul as a shortcut to get through one place to the other. Number two, he never stepped on, over his talmidim in the base medrash. And number three, he always did until yadayim before he duchant. The Gemara asks, what is the nusach of the bracha of birchas kainim? The Gemara answers, asher kiddushano b'kdushasai shel aron, v'tzivanu levarech es amo yisrael biava. When the Kayin finishes the Duchanin, he also says a brief tefillah so that he also receives a bracha from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Gemara says, Rabbi Chizda says that at the end of the Duchanin, a Kayin shouldn't close his hands until after he turns his face from the Tzibor. Also, the Kayin to the Kohanim from the Chazan shouldn't begin until the Kohal says Amen. The Kayinim shouldn't begin Duchanin until everyone has finished saying Amen after their bracha. This is all due to the fact that two voices cannot be heard at the same time. Rashi here says that the Kaire, the one who calls out Kaihanim for them to begin Duchanim, if there are at least two Kohanim, as we mentioned before, is the Shliach Tzibor. Taisvis in Brachas, Taflam says the Kaire must be someone else, not the Shliach Tzibor, since if the Shliach Tzibor did it, he would be Mafsik in Chazar Sashatz. Ben Mar says when we do Kriyasat Taira today, the Balkare shouldn't begin laning until the people have completed saying Amen, because of Trey Kali Loi Mishdami. Amrab Tanchum, Amrab Yeshua ben Levi. They say that the one who reads the Maftir ben Navi, the Haftarah as we call it, must first read a few psukim from the Torah itself, which is what we call a Maftir. Otherwise, it'll look like the Navi is as chashev as the Torah. Also, we don't be begin reading from the Navi until we do Galila on the Sefer Torah. When the Sefer Torah is carried, a person should walk behind it, not in front of it. After each of the three psukim that the Kayanim say, the call answer with a Pasuk to show their appreciation for the Bracha. And finally, Birchas Kainim is only said by Shachris and Musaf, not by Mincha, except on a Tainus, because of a fear that over lunch, the Kain might drink wine, which passes him from doing Birchas Kainim. Dafmem. There's Machlaikas of these special psukim recited by the Am during Duchening, should also be said outside the Beis Hamikdash, Bimadina. The Shochanarach Paskins, today we should not say them. The Be'iri says, we do. Once, Ravavo gave a shear in Agada, and Rabchia Bar Abba in Halacha. 
most of the people went to Rabbi Vosh here because it was a more popular topic. It was an Agada. And Rabbi was upset, so Rabbi Vo gave him a mushal that people would rather go to buy cheap, easy-to-buy things into stores where you buy cheap, easy things versus going to buy expensive things which cost more money. I.e., they would rather go to look after cheap and easy things, meaning Agada, than after expensive things which are harder to understand, harder to purchase, i.e., halacha. When the Shatz, the Shlech Tzibur, says Maidim, the Kohal says a slightly different Maidim. We call it Maidim de Rabbanan, since it's made up the, of different Nuschais brought here in our Gemara from the Rabbanan. This is brought down from the parish Beersheva. There were nine Takanas that Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai was Masakin, including the Din that Kayanim must take off their shoes before Duchanan. This is to prevent embarrassment to the Kayan in case his shoes became untied during the Duchanan. Mishnah Brura, Simon Kufchafchas, says like plug, and therefore no shoes, not sandals, not anything, should be worn by Kohanim today, but sacks are okay for them to wear. The Gemara says the Kohal didn't answer Amen after the brachas of Duchanan, since Ein Einin Amen B'migdash. We didn't use it after brachas in the Beis HaMikdash. Instead of Amen, Beis HaMikdash, the Kohal would say, Barach Shem Kfayi Vad, after they heard a bracha. The Mishnah. There are other things that may only be said Belashon HaKadosh. For example, on Yom Kippur, after the Avaida, when the Kain Gadol made the brachas on Kriya Satira, which was read from Achremais, Emor, and Parshas Pinchas, these would have to be done Belashon HaKadosh. There were eight brachas that were made, including al Atira, al Havaida, as well as six more. The Gemara. We know that the only person who can sit in the Azara is Malchei based of it. Other people, even the Kain Gadol on Yom Kippur, cannot sit in the Azara. He can only sit in the Azus Nashim. That, in fact, is where the Kriya Satara on Yom Kippur took place. Daphne When we read from the Torah, we're not allowed to skip from one place to the other because of Tircha de Tzibura. But for Navi, we are allowed to skip. The reason the Kayin Gadol reads Parshas Pinchas by heart is since we don't want to roll the Sefer Torah in front of the Tzibur due to Tircha de Tzibura. So why don't we just use a second Sefer Torah? The Gemara answers, since the Kohal will think the first Sefer Torah was Pasal. Also, since a new bracha would be required on Sefer Torah number two, which would be a bracha she'ena tzricha. What if, however, a shul has only one Sefer Torah? What do you do? The Rajba says that if Rosh falls on Shabbos, the Rosh portion should be recited by heart or from a printed Chumash, rather than rolling the Sefer Torah while the shul is waiting, because of Tircha Tzibura. Our minik, however, follows the Mordechai, who is of the opinion that the Sefer Torah should be rolled to the proper place while the Kohal is waiting, rather than reciting the Maftir by heart. What if Rosh Tevis falls on Shabbos? So you'll need three Sefer Torah, one to lane the Parshas HaShavua from Shabbos, one to lane for Rosh and one to lane from Chanukah. So why there is three Sefer Torah okay? How come over there we take out three Sefer Torah? Won't people think that the first Sefer Torah was puzzle and it had a Pagam? So we answer no. Since three separate people get three separate Aliyahs, no one will be Chayshish for Pagam. The Gemara says after the Kayin Gadol finished reading the Kriya on Yom Kippur, each person brought his own Sefer Torah to the Azara to lane in order to show the beauty of the Torah, Zekeli van Veo. I had a day carry. Rashi explains that although this was carrying, so to say, which is Asar on Yom Kippur, he explains there was an Erev in Yerushalayim, or possibly that they brought the Sefer Torah from their homes before Yantif. The Mishnah. On the second day of Sukkot, in the first year after Shemitah, the king would go up to the platform, the base of Migdash, and would read from the Torah. This is called the Mitzvah of Hakel. Agrifas HaMelech remained standing while reading, and the Rabbanan praised him for that. And despite the fact that his father was a ger, they didn't passel him from being the Melech. The actual Kriya included a number of things, including Shema, 
Bahiyam Shamaya, Aser to Aser, Brachas and Klaus. After the Kriya, the Melech would say the same Brachas that the Kain Gadol normally made on Yom Kippur, substituting the words Mekadesh Yisrael Vazmanim for the end of the Birchas Hayyim, which was Atavachatanim. And the Gemara says, a king is not allowed to be Michael on his covet, so that people will always have fear for him. Melech Shemachal al Kvaidai, ain't Kvaidai Machal. But in honor of a mitzvah, a melech can be Michael on his covet. On that day, because of Klal Yisrael's chanifa, artificial flattery to Agrifas, corruption said, set into them. Justice became perverted, and general conduct began to deteriorate. The Gemara says any person who is a mechanef, who is a flatterer, showing approval when someone does an avera, brings trouble to the world, and their tefillas are not accepted. And finally, the Gemara says a person who has chanufa, he'll go to Gehenim, he's cursed, and he'll fall at the hands of his friends and children. Dachman Beis. Rabbi Lazar says, any community that has Chanufa, it's Mias, and it's like Anida, who is Tameh. And finally, Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba says, there are four categories of people who aren't Zeicha to meet the Shechina. Katleitzim, scorners, people who are over on Chanufa, liars, or people who are over on Lashnahara. Perches, Meshuach, Milchama. Background. Before each battle that Kla Yisrael went to, the appointed Kayan, the Meshuach Melchama, as he was called, used to speak to the Am and quote Psukim from Shaiftim to encourage them for battle. And the Mishnah says, When he speaks to Klal Yisrael, the Psukim must be said, In essence, they were told by this Meshuach Melchama that the Gayim attempted to win with people power, but Klal Yisrael will win with the help of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Gemara says, not just any Kayhain reads the Psukim for war, but a specific Kayhain who was appointed, i.e. he's called the Meshuach Milchama, who was appointed specifically for this job. The Meshuach Milchama also said the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael, and we know if the only mitzvah we do is Kriyishma Shal Shakratzvi Arvis, then we're protected. The Kayhain used four descriptor words of Psukim, so as things that they should not fear. These were connected the four things that Gayim used in war to scare the enemy. Goliath was called by that name because of Goli. He stood with an open chutzpah in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. In fact, in three places we see that Goliath's own mouth hurt him later on. Goliath was perfect, without any blemishes, and was built like a building. The Torah only talks about part of Goliath's strength, since it's also to tell the full story about a Russia. Rav Ami and Ravasi say that a person who produces a lot of waste probably has a stomach disease and should get a refuah. If a person has a worry, he should deal with it, by removing it from his heart, or he should discuss it with someone else. Dathman Gimel. It was not for no reason that Pinchas went out to war. He went out because either he was the Meshuach Melchama, or to take revenge for how Midian treated Yosef. He was, as we know, a descendant of Yosef. The Mishnah. Background. Fruits in Eretz Yisrael are usur for the first three years as Arla. In the fourth year, a person brings them to Yerushalayim in order to eat them and redeem them. And the Mishnah says, Someone who built a house and didn't live in it, he can return from the milchama. He's not mechuyiv to fight in the war. Whether he built it, he bought it, or he inherited it, or he got it as a gift, he's still able to return from the war and is not mechuyiv to fight. If he planted a vineyard and didn't redeem the fruits in Yerushalayim, he's also potter from going to war. A man who made erisin and he didn't make nesuin, or a shameras yavim, they also have this exemption of not going to war. All of these, while potter from war, still must do some war-related jobs back at home. For example, making food or fixing roads. Rabbi Yehuda adds, if one rebuilds a house, then he doesn't get this exemption. And the Gemara says, if the house is stolen, the man does not have the tour of going out to war. 
not having to go out to war. Regarding nota kerem, you need at least five fruit-bearing trees in order to be putter from going to war. However, if someone grafts kilayim, he doesn't get this p'tur either. If a tree was planted as part of a syug, as part of a fence, or lekaris for wood, and not to be able to use the fruit, these fruits are not chayev in Orla. If a kerem is owned by two shutfin, neither of them get the exemption of not having to go out to war. Argamar holds that Orla is only mechuyev if the trees are kerem revai, i.e. a group of at least five trees. But Orla is putter on neta revai, on just one tree. All Dalaramas, the Gemara says, around the mace are usur to say kriyashma in the presence of this mace, as long as you're within Dalaramas. The Gemara says if two people get married and both had children from their previous marriage, even though technically a stepbrother can marry a stepsister, Midaraisa, since they're not really related, Midarabanan, we say it's usur, since it'll appear to the public that they are brothers and sisters marrying each other. But the Gemara rejects this, since it's a well publicized fact that they're stepbrothers and stepsisters. Midaraisa, a person becomes tame from a dead body by touching it or leaning on it, by forming an oil over it. Midarabanan, just coming within Dalaramas, makes you tame. A kain gadol who marries an almana, or a kain hedid who marries a grusha, the children become puzzle, and the women become puzzle too. From the pasuk of Asher Bana, Asher Nata, Asher Aras, the Torah teaches us Daracharats, the way to act. First, a man should build a house, then he should plant a vineyard, and finally he should get married. Others interpret the Pasuk a little bit differently, that first one should learn Chumash, then one should learn Mishnah, then one should learn Gemara, and finally one should learn Maisim Taivim. The Gemara says a man in the first year of marriage not only doesn't have to go to war, but doesn't have to do anything to help out either. He doesn't have to make food, he doesn't have to build roads. Not only that, but if he does go out to war, he's over on two laven, lo yavor and lo yetze. So we see here that during the Shana Rishayna, a person needs to be with his wife. It's a very serious period of time. Therefore, he's not allowed to do anything to leave his wife at all, even to do something related to the war. What about today, Bisman Hazeh? If a person gets married, and after a few weeks he's married, he needs to go out on a business trip. And this is within, of course, during the Shana Rishayna. Is he allowed to do this or not? The Pischei Tshuva and Evan HaEzer Simon, Samachdalad, Sifkot, and Beis, brings a Tshuva's Haradvaz that says he is allowed to go away, even in the Shana Rishayna. He brings a riot from the fact that the Rambam only brings down the fact that he can't go out for communal activities, war or things related to that. But he can go out of town for things that have to do with his own personal benefit, that he is allowed to do. The Chachmas Adam argues on the Radvaz, and is machmer based on Amin Chaschinach. The Chsam Seifer and Evan Ezer, Simon Kufnun He, Paskins like the Radvaz, therefore, even during Shana Rishayna, a person would be allowed to go out for business purposes. The Mishnah. If a person is afraid of war, then he's putter from going out. Rabbi Akiva says, afraid of going out to war means the fear of being killed by the sword. Rabbi Yisaglili says, fear means a fear of the consequences of averas that he did. All the peturim, the exemptions that we mentioned in previous Mishnayas, they only apply to Melchames Rishus, not to Melchames Mitzvah, where even a chasen is mechuyiv, and a kal is mechuyiv to go out to war, and even a kala mechupasa is also mechuyiv to go out to war. But Tzfaris Yisrael clarifies this and says that while, of course, a woman is putter from actual fighting, the Mishnah means that she's still mechuyiv to go out to take care of war-related tasks, i.e., for example, to cook food and so on and so forth. It's interesting to point out that the Sefer HaChinuch, when talking about mitzvah Tafresh Gimel, writes that only those who are mechuyiv in the mitzvah of Mechias Amalek, destroying Amalek, 
are obligated to the mitzvah of Zechiris Amalek, remembering the evil of Amalek. Women, therefore, are excluded from the mitzvah of Zechiris Amalek and are putter from having to hear Parsha Zachar, since they're not obligated in Mechias Amalek. The Minchas Chinuch, however, questions the Chinuch's basic assertion that women are not ob- obligated to wage war. He notes that our Mishnah here in Saita, which we just learned, concerning a Melchames Chayva, says that everyone must join in, even a Kala Mechupasa. Thus, he clearly indicates that women, too, must join in the war of Amalek. From here, we could learn that women are also Mechuyiv in Parshas Zachar. And the Gemara says, if someone talks between putting on Tfilin Shal Yad and Tfilin Shal Reish, then he's Iver and Avera. Finally, we say if someone is afraid of war, we send him back because he'll be a bad influence on the others, which can cause them to lose, as we know, Tchilas Misa Nefila. That's the end of the parak. Now let's begin the final parak of Masechta Saita, Perak Tes, Egla Arufa. As background, in the end of Parsha Shaiftim, we learn about the mitzvah of Egla Arufa. If a corpse is found in Eretz Yisrael, lying in a field, the Sanhedrin HaGadol from Yerushalayim goes out and measures the distance between the corpse and the city surrounding it. Whichever city turns out to be the closest to the dead body, Bezdin members from that particular city take an Eglas Bakar, a female calf which has never done any work. They decapitate it, and this becomes a kapara for Klal Yisrael. And the Mishnah says, At that time, the Zikne Ha'ir take the Eglas Bakar, when they do that, they say numerous psukim from the Torah. These psukim must be said, There's a machlaikis, how many members of the Bezdin Hagadol need to go out to survey the area around the corpse. Three or five. If the corpse isn't lying on a field, but is hanging, or is floating on water, then there is no din of Egla Arufa. It has to actually be a dead body that's actually lying on the field, not covered up. If it's obvious what the closest city to the corpse is, they still go through the whole measuring procedure anyways, since this is a special mitzvah, the mitzvah of Medida. The logic behind this mitzvah can be understood from the Rambam in Mari Nevuchim and the Daskenim Balaitaisvis. The Rambam explains that the performance of the actual Egla Rufa ritual, coupled with the involvement of the sages, this Canaan from the High Court, Bezna Gadol Nushalayim, who performed the measuring, generated a lot of attention and publicity. Therefore, there would be a better chance that people would hear about the mysterious murder and come forth with various leads and clues that would ultimately lead to the discovery of the murder. So that's the purpose of this whole process and procedure. The Gemara says, Zokein Mamre is Chayev Misa. What is a Zokein Mamre? This is if a Paisik of a certain city paskins his way, despite the fact that the Bezdin Hagadol disagreed with him. This, however, only applies if he Bedafka asked the Bezdin Hagadol's opinion while they were sitting up on the Harabais. Then he goes against them. Then he's Mechuy of Misa. But if they weren't in the official Bezdin sitting up on the Harabais, then he's Pater from Misa. Mar says, from the Pasuk of Sadecha, we learn that Leket Shikha Upea only applies to grains that are in your field. Not if your grains blew into your neighbor's field. They blew into your neighbor's field. You go and you get them and then you left one there. You wouldn't be mechuy with like a shikha upeya. The Gemara says the chiyav of Egla Arufa will not apply if a person is killed by choking or if he was covered up. The Mishnah. If the corpse is found equidistant from two cities, then both cities must bring an Egla Arufa. If it's found closest to Yerushalayim, and that's the city where it's de- deemed to be close to, then there is no Egla Rufa at all, because Yerushalayim is putter from the halacha of Egla Rufa. The Gemara. If the head came off of the body, so where exactly do you measure from on the body? Kointra Beliezer, you measure from the dead body's navel. Kointra Akiva, you measure from the nose. Kointra Belezer ben Yaakov, you measure from the neck. The next Mishnah. The Dayanim from Yerushalayim go to the city, and the local Dayanim take the Egla Rufa away to a river. 
they decapitate the calf, they wash their hands, and they say the Pasuk, Yodeinu shafcha es hadam hazeh. the Gemara. Although mumin normally passel a carbon, for egla rufa, a mum does not passel. However, if it's more than one year old, that passels it. Paraduma has the exact opposite halacha. A mum passels it, but old age does not. Rameir says we learn from Egla Rufa that Bezdin has the right to force a person to do the mitzvah of Levaya, accompanying someone out from your house, because this is one of the mitzvahs which has no shear. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, if a person walks alone on a road without Levaya, without accompaniment, he should be Isaac and Tyra as a protection. He adds that in the merit of the four steps that Paro was Malava Avram, his children had the right to utilize the Jews as slaves for 400 years in Mitzrayim. Rabbi Yehuda Amarav says, anyone who accompanies his friend Dalar Amis, no harm will come to that person. The shiurim of Levaya are as follows. A rav for his student has to accompany him till the outskirts of the city, a chaver lechaver until the border of the Tchum Shabbos, and a talmud for his rav until the shear of a parsa. Any person who isn't malava his friend out of a house and out of a city, it's like being shayfich damim, since it creates a sakana. And finally, any time a talmud chacham rebukes someone with a stare, the recipient will either die or be subject to poverty. Because of the 42 karbanas which Balak brought for HaKadosh Baruch Hu in order to destroy Kal Yisrael, 42 children were killed in the Maisa Elisha by bears in a forest. It's a machlekes in the Gemara whether the Ness was just the creation of bears or the creation of a forest too. This is probably where the phrase comes from, Loidubim v'lo yar. When someone wants to say that there's really no truth to something, they say there's no, there's no bears, there's no forest either, Loidubim v'lo yar. However, Balak was zeicha to have Rus as a descendant. In fact, uh, she also had Shleim Melech, Since he brought these karbanas. We also learn that even if a person does a mitzvah, not lishma, the mitzvah can be successful and the person can be successful because mitaych shaleh lishma, balishma. The Gemara says Yericho was a wonderful city to live in despite the fact that the water was bad. From here we learn that people who live in a city love it anyway, despite the fact even if it's bad, even if it isn't so great to live there. In fact, there are three blind loves where people like something even though an objective, unbiased person would not love the item. Number one, a dweller in a city where he's living. Number two, a woman by her husband. And number three, an acquired Object. Chain, the word chain is equal to chinam, which means free love. When rebuking others, do it with your left hand, do it with your weaker hand. But when you love someone, you should love the person with your right hand, which is the stronger hand. And finally, the Gemara says any person who is machti es harabim, who causes other people to do averis, they don't open up the path of tshuva for him, like Yeravim ben Nevat, who caused many people to be chayta, the Mishnah. If they brought the egla rufa and then the murderer was found, even though technically there was already a kapara via the Agla Rufa, the murderer is still Chayav Misa. At one point, when murderers became more common in Eretz Yisrael, the din of Agla Rufa ceased to exist. And when Znus became more common in Eretz Yisrael, the practice and the process of Mayamama Arim was discontinued. The Gemara. Ulu learned that any time the Torah made an exception to the rule of Alpi, Shnayim Edim, and allowed an Eid Echad, this one Eid has the strength of two Edim. When Znus increased in Klal Yisrael and judges became corrupt, the Shechina left Bnei Yisrael. And finally, the Gemara says, arrogant people. Initially, people become attracted to their personality. But when you know them a little bit better, you begin to dislike them. Yechanan Kohen Gadol made two takanas. Number one, he stopped people from saying vidoy on Meiser. And number two, he also decreed that when you buy grain from an Amaretz, which is called Demai, you must take off Meiser since we're chayshish that the Amaretzim did not take it off. The Mishnah. From the time the Sanhedrin was abolished, they stopped the minig of singing praise songs at meals. Unless, of course, it was Bederach Tefillah. When the early Nevi'im died, the power of the Urim V'tumim, the breastplate, disappeared. Couldn't answer questions anymore. Rabbi Yeshua said, from the day the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, there was never a day that there wasn't a kloa, and the nice smell of fruits just wasn't the same anymore.
the Gemara. If people sing improper songs in a house, the house will be destroyed, even if it's made out of cedar wood. Rabbi Yisuf said, for men to sing and women to join in is considered pritzus. For women to sing and men to join in is even worse. It's like an exploding fire. The Gemara says, anyone who drinks wine to the tune of musical instruments brings five kinds of tragedies to the world, including hunger. When the Nevi'im Rishayim, referring to David, Shmuel, and Shlomo, when they died, the Urim Vitumim stopped paskening. When the first base Hamidish was destroyed, the cities of Ari Miklat ceased to exist, and kings were no longer Mizera David. In the time of Trias HaMesim, Mashiach ben David will come. When the last of the three Nevi'im died, Chagai, Zechariah, and Malachi, the Madrega of Ruach HaKadosh ceased to exist in Klal Yisrael. However, the medium of Baskal still continued to exist. There were periods that a person existed who was actually right to be a Navi, including Hillel HaZaken and Shmuel HaKon. But Klal Yisrael did not deserve it. Therefore, they were not able to rise to the, to the power and to the uh, level of being Navim. There were no metal tools used to build a base of English, only the Shamir worm. The Gemara says, if liquid forms a continuous flow between two kalim, if the lower keli is tameh and the upper keli is tahar, the upper keli remains tahar, even though there's a continuous flow. Unless it had thick honey, which was so thick that it connected the two, and therefore even it would become tameh. Any person who has pas besale, and he still worries about what he's going to eat tomorrow, is really lacking in amuna, because if he already has the pas besale, and he already has the money and the food to be able to eat the next day, what is he worried about? Tafmemtes. If it wouldn't be for the Tfilis of David HaMelech in Tehillim, all of Klal Yisrael would have been relegated to rag sellers, and they would be poor. Two Talmidei Chachamim walking, who don't speak in Divrei Torah, they're Ru'uyim to be burned by fire. Two Talmidei Chachamim in the same city who don't share Torah with each other will suffer because of it. Finally, any Talmud Chacham who studies Torah, despite his lack of time and money, in other words, he really doesn't have any money and he studies anyway, his Tfilis will be heard and the Shechina will shine on him. The Gemara asks, on what Zuchusim does the world exist? Number one, on the Kedusha we say, in Uvalatzion. This is called the Kedusha de Sidra. Number two, the Yeheshme Rabba de Agadata, which is the Kaddish de Rabbanon we say after a group learns Torah on Shabbos and Yontav. The Gemara says the love that a father has to his son is the same love that his son will give to the grandchildren. And a grandson isn't Mechuyev in Kibar Avraim to a grandfather the same way he is to a father. The Mishnah. During the siege of the second base Hamigdash, when Titus became the general of the battle to fight Yerushalayim, to capture the Beis HaMikdash, they made certain takanas. One of the takanas was they assured crowns of Hasanim and Kaos. Another one, they said that one shouldn't teach his son Chachmas Yavanis. The mission says when Ben-Azai died, the diligence ceased to exist. Ben-Azai was very, very diligent. As we know, he never got married because he was so diligent in learning. He said, Nafshi Chashka Batera, he never had time to get married. When Ben-Zayma died, the Darshanim ceased to exist. Drush was never the same. As we know from the Haggadah, Amr Abelazar ben Azariah, and he explained, Achadarsha ben Zayma. Rabbi Akiva died, Kavarataira was battle. Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa died, Anshe Maisa disappeared. Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakai was nifter, splendor of wisdom disappeared. When Rabbi Gamliel was nifter, Kavarataira disappeared. And finally, when Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi was nifter, Anova and Yeraschait disappeared. Gemara. Pinchas ben Yoyer said, that when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, the Talmidei Chachamim became ashamed, and the halachas of Trumas and Maisus became lax. When the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Talmidei Chachamim became like school teachers. In other words, the level of Torah went down. Teachers became like Chazanya, the Gabayim of the Shul, and the Gabayim became like Amei Ha'aret, In the time of the Mashiach, the Ikvist the Mashiach, chutzpah will increase in the world, inflation will increase, people will wander from city to city. Young people will shame old men, Sons will shame fathers, and daughters will shame mothers. The Pnei Hadar will become Kipnei HaKelef. 
There was a time that chutzpah was so great, they sent a pig for a carbon, and an earthquake struck Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara says, although it's usher to teach chachmas Yavanis, wisdom of Yavanis, the Greek language is mutter to teach. Gaiyashi haircuts were assert, except if someone needed it for business purposes. Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah, he was a very rich man, and when he died, the crowns of Chachma disappeared. When Rebbe Shimon Galil died, locusts came, and the troubles for Klai Yisrael increased. These locusts were referring to the Romans, and they weren't allowed to say this openly, that it was the Romans, for fear of punishment. So they disguised the reference of the Romans with a mushal of locusts. And finally, the Mesechta ends, when Rebbe died, Anova, humility, and Yerashchet disappeared. Rabbi Yasef said to the Tana of the Mishnah, don't write that Anova disappeared, since I'm living and I have Anova. Rabbi Nachman said, don't write Yerashchet disappeared, since I'm still living and I have Yerashchet. The obvious question here is, how could a Talmud Chacham, like Rabbi Yasef or Rabbi Nachman, say about themselves that they were Anovim, that they were such Chashva people? A Talmud Chacham doesn't normally do that. Rabbi Shimon Schwab Shlita, the Rav in Breuer's Kihila in Washington Heights, answered this question by saying that these Amorayim weren't really praising themselves but they were simply saying, by themselves, each of these particular midos didn't disappear, but people who had both of these midos, a rare combination, since they usually go against one another, that was what disappeared when Rebbe was nifter. Hadron Allah, Masechta, Saita.